Welcome back to another episode of Old Man in the G with Mike Nagrant and Grayson Nagrant. Hope you guys have been doing well since our last podcast. Uh, obviously, last time we talked about the Michigan National Championship uh, and and whether or not they were going to win, we all know now that they did win. What do you think about that, Grayson? It's awesome. Doesn't Nothing feels like much better than having your team win after the hard-fought season and everyone on that team deserves it and i know a lot of those guys are going to be leaving next year because uh, do the draft and declaring for it so i'm happy it's great to have a winning team back in my life and yeah i mean good for them ultimately it was a team of destiny right this is going to be one of the biggest draft classes from a single michigan team in history probably 100 percent. i mean everyone on that team proved how good they are from like jj mccarthy to roman wilson I mean, everyone stepped up in the game, and especially the defense. Obviously, you have to give everyone their credit, especially the DBs. Mike Sander still, I know you love him. Great players, and they all deserve that championship. So Harbaugh has already interviewed with uh, a couple teams in the NFL this week. Uh, do we want him to go or do we want him to stay? Me, personally, I think I want him to stay because before, the only reason I was pro him leaving before is because I wanted him to be the next Bears head coach, obviously. But it sounds like Bears are sticking with Eberflus through next season. So I don't really want him going to another team. I think he's fine where he's at. And I know we're going to lose a lot of our major recruits if Harbaugh does end up leaving. But, you know, whatever's best for him, I it might be, honestly, more time for him. He's been in Michigan for a while. He got his championship. But either way, I think we'll be fine. But, yeah, I, I would prefer him to stay if I had the choice. I like to admit when I'm wrong, still not a huge personal fan of Jim Harbaugh. Uh, but he did restore the glory to Michigan and uh, he deserves props for that. Um, but also because I don't feel that, you know, close to him. I, I kind of hope he does go to the NFL. Um, frankly, what would be the most interesting thing for me is to see him play his brother in the Super Bowl again or, or, or have those two guys match up one more time. Um, but, you know, I'm okay if he's done with the Michigan story. Um, I mean, I feel lucky because, as we talked about before, I was at the last national championship. Um, and, you know, I did have to wait uh, about 26 years to see another, but I did. Um, you, you're already 16 and you just saw one, so you're, you're much luckier than I. But anyways, let's move on from Michigan. Um, you know, we went to see the Milwaukee Bucks play the Golden State Warriors last weekend. Obviously, the reason we chose is because, one, we wanted to see, we, we are huge Bucks fans for folks who don't know. Uh, huge Giannis fans. Um, Bobby Portis, of course, is, is our sleeper guy. Um, packing on with the Bucks, And, uh, you know, but uh, ultimately Dame Lillard's new to us on this team. And uh, we wanted to see Dame. But, of course, we've never seen Steph Curry. Both of us have not seen, seen Steph Curry in the flesh. Um, I have some bad news for you guys. What actually happened, Grayson? He sat out because he was resting. Because back-to-back games, I get it, he's old, but obviously disappointing for anyone who pays for those tickets. He wasn't injured. They didn't even try to make it up. So it's definitely disappointing, especially paying so much for tickets like that. You'd like to see the players play. It's just disappointing, obviously. It's the only thing you can use to describe it. Yeah, I mean, for somebody who's obviously uh, seems like a big sports fan, um, I, you know, I want to kind of be like, hey, there's more to life than sports and you know, Steph does get to like relax. Sometimes he is, uh, you know, playing back to back nights. Uh, but the other part of it is again, you know, it's like, yeah, I get it. You're tired, but the same thing, you're not injured. Um, it was very clear. We saw a kid, I think they said he drove from Ontario, uh, basically to see Steph play in this game. 
Uh, I know he probably wasn't the only one who dro- drove a long way. We're lucky we only had to come from Chicago. Uh, but, you know, people spend a lot of money on these tickets. Does somebody like Steph owe that to the fans? Or, you know, is this just the, you know, sometimes you got to, those are the breaks. I mean, you're an athlete. That's their job description. You, you only have one job. It's to show up and play basketball games. Uh, it's it's not even necessarily about, like, entertaining the fans as much as it's like, are you just letting down the fans? Are you letting down your team as well when you don't show up to games like that? And obviously the Bucks are no, like, small team. They're one of the best teams in the NBA, if not the best team in the NBA. Uh, we'll see later on, right? But, I mean, yeah, Steph Curry, it's like, He's a great guy. I know it's like obviously nothing's personal in there, and I understand you need your rest, but ultimately you're an athlete. If you're not injured, if you're feeling okay to play, there's no reason you should be really sitting on those sidelines in games like that. Yeah, I mean, I guess we've seen some of his best work on TV, and so we know what he can do. Um, We were in the same building as he was. We saw him. We weren't too far away from him. He was wearing his blue-on-blue gas station attendant outfit suit or whatever it was. Uh, But ultimately, you know, we were in the same building, so... Um, I think we could say we are lucky. So before we move on from the Bucks, I think we just also want to acknowledge a couple days later, Dame Lillard hit a game winner in overtime. Um, you know, kind of proving that you know we were lucky to see Dame that Saturday because you know people forget what a talent he is, and frankly, um, maybe not as perfect or pure a shooter as um, you know Steph, but but he's getting close. He's one of the best pure shooters in the game, right? Hundred percent. I mean, he passed Ray Allen a few. Uh, months ago or whatever for threes and I'm sure he's going to finish I, I'm not sure I think he is top five already yeah he? I think but, he is uh, I mean he's he's obviously going to go down as one of the best three point shooters in the game it's clear everyone knows Dame when you think of Dame you think of Dame time that clutch from the half court and just you know buzzer beaters doing it from deep and yeah I mean it's uh, Dame's thing alright man well hopefully the Bucks, you know they killed the Celtics as well so they're in good shape we're pretty excited about them let's move on to our other one of our other favorite teams the Detroit Lions first playoff win in three decades how do you feel about that uh obviously it's great I'm like kind of on the Lions bandwagon even though I am a Chicago Bears fan uh growing up in Chicago but obviously my family is uh all from Detroit and I just I feel like that's a part of me so I do cheer for pretty much all the Detroit teams as like my second team. So I've definitely been hardcore Lions. I would even argue more than you at some points in the season. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm really happy to see them do it, and I'm 100% rooting for them, I think, as well as a lot of other people in America. I think you could call them America's team now. Uh, the underdogs they are not having even appeared in the Super Bowl ever. So, yeah, I mean – I mean, I hope they, I hope they can do it all. And it's, it's going to be fun to see their matchup versus the Bucks this coming week. Yeah, I mean, we, you know, we did it last week. We disrespected Jared Goff a little bit. I mean, we acknowledge he's a great quarterback, but we wondered if he had the stuff. He definitely had the stuff in Game One. I think he's going to have it in maybe Game Two when they're playing at home again. Let's talk a little bit about that matchup uh, with the Lions this weekend. Tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure hopes he has what it tastes like. Obviously, in that game, he's playing with the chip on his shoulder. Uh, his former team, the Rams, they gave up on him. They said he wasn't enough to do it, even though that he did obviously take him on a Super Bowl run. And, uh, I mean, it, 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 he showed us that like he does have what it takes. He is clutch. We know he's able to and capable to do it in the playoffs, and he's not, like, he's not scared or nervous with the ball in his hands, but... I mean, it's going to be great to see this versus the Bucks, who are a com- up-and-coming team. Baker Mayfield showing now that he's not afraid to do it, and he's uh, pretty clutch himself. 
But I think both these teams had a hard-fought battles week one, and I, I just I think it's going to be a great matchup. And I, I think the Lions do have what it takes to win this one. So. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, I love the Baker story. I loved him when he was in Cleveland. Uh, you know, he was always kind of brash. Um, you know, people love Joe Burrow, but when you think back a few years before that, I personally think Baker Mayfield was a lot like Joe Burrow in terms of the, the confidence and, you know, but people, he didn't back it up as well as Burrow did. So I think that's why ultimately people thought of Baker as cocky, uh, whereas they thought of Burrow as like a goat already. Um, but I think now Baker's showing why he was that cocky back in the day. And so if anything, I'm a little bit worried about him against the lions. What do you think of that? Uh, I mean, a hundred percent. Like I just said, Baker showed he's clutch. He's proven a lot of people wrong. You know, the Browns just giving up on him and going from team to team. He was even on the Rams just last year. Uh, and he was ultimately the reason that the Lions didn't even make the playoffs last year, but that's besides the point. I mean, he can lead a team. He's shown that. And that's very clear to me. And I mean, there's nothing else to say, but he's got what it takes. I mean, we had a surprise hero this week. It was an Amon Ra, right? Like Reynolds, right? Uh, I mean, Josh. I mean, everyone on the Lions' offense can do it. They're one of the best. I mean, if they're if not the best in the league, I mean, Amon Ra can step up. Laporta, who is injured this week, not 100, percent but still played out there with a the knee brace. He did. Uh, and like you said, Josh Reynolds and Jamison Williams, like burners like that. And then of yeah. course the Josh, best, but Josh had a monster game. I mean, yeah, a hundred percent, hundred percent. And of course the best running back doing the league's never going to do you any wrong with Jameer Gibbs and David Montgomery. All right. So what's, what's your prediction for the score on, on the lions, uh, a Buccaneers game? <sighs> um, that's tough. I think it's, it's either going to be like really low scoring or really high scoring, but no in between. I think I'd opt for the higher scoring with how good these offenses are. Uh, I know the Lions defense can let up a lot at sometimes, so can the Bucks, but I would probably opt for like a 32 to 27 score. All right. I'm not even going to hazard a guess because I haven't really thought about it deeply, and yeah. since you seem to be closer every week, we'll let you go with it. <sighs> Let's move on to the uh, Packers 49ers. Uh, you know, can Jordan Love take out Brock Purdy or is – you know, Brock Purdy, there's still still the real deal here. I mean, we, I think we've watched Jordan Love all year, and we haven't really been convinced, you know, the way he's played against the Bears. Um, but by all accounts, you know, he has picked up kind of where Aaron Rodgers left off. I mean, obviously me, I've, I've been arguing with my friends like all weeks about this matchup, obviously being the Bears fan I am. I'm not a big fan of the Packers. And although I hate them, and it's, you know, obviously that rivalry is going to, it's one of the best, if not the best, in sports. And I'm, while I'm not a fan of them, I do have to give Jordan Love his flowers, unfortunately, because he's proved that he has what it takes, just like every other quarterback that we've talked about. And obviously that's why he's made it to the second round. I mean, that was a big upset versus the Cowboys. You know, we knew they were beatable. Lions basically beat them, and you can call it what you want. But, um, I mean, they're a beatable team, but beating them as much as they like as by as much as they did the score being that lopsided. I, I just did not expect that, but Niners, obviously a powerhouse team. They're the one seed for a reason. They got all these weapons. As long as Brock Purdy hope like, uh, you know, praying that he doesn't get injured again, like he did last year's playoffs. I Niners should take this matchup in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, Kittle hasn't had a great year by his normal standard, 
So you also kind of feel like maybe he's going to have a breakout game this year or, or maybe in the playoffs just to kind of reassert how good he is. I mean, Kittle's still a Pro Bowl tight end. It's tough being a tight end in this league, but he hasn't been horrible this year. And it's not even him. It's just uh, there's a lot of weapons in that offense. Brock Purdy has a lot of share of the football. Debo Samuel, Brendan Ayuk, Christian McCaffrey, all notable names who uh, some Pro Bowlers and all of them are probably going to be like all pro and so yeah, I mean, it's I don't, I just think it's ultimately going to be the Niners. They have more talent for, on a name perspective. I think their defense is a little better, but you know, I do have to give the Packers their flowers for coming this far, and I think they make it closer than people would expect. It's fine. All right, so let's move on to the other Harbaugh brother. We got the Ravens and the Texans. Uh, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud, C.J. Stroud. What do you got? I mean, I have no words. Like everyone has been on this kid, CJ Stroud. Like he, he's been so good. And I mean, when you watch him, when you truly just sit back and watch him, it's like you're watching. I mean, I'm not going to be like Chris Collinsworth Mahomes, but like, you know, I mean, he really is something special. And like you're, you're watching him and it's just like, it's like, could this be my generation's Tom Brady? You know, like our goat like that I tell my kids about it I mean he's really good I know it's only his rookie year you gotta let him still play and still work it but dude if you told me going into this a week I'd be like oh Ravens kill anyone in their path doesn't matter who it is Texans 100% yet alone I didn't even think they would beat uh, the Browns I thought the Browns would be a content or like a uh, person who would make a good run for the Super Bowl but no he not only beat the Browns but beat them by a margin of like 30 plus points I mean, it was insane, and all you you owe it all to C.J. Stroud, that offense, and all the people, all the unexpected names on the defense that stepped up, and of course, Nico Collins, Michigan wide receiver, is the guy in that offense who he's throwing it to. So, uh, but John Harbaugh is a master tac- tactician. Mike McDonald runs an incredible defense. Um, I mean, we saw them shut down, obviously, the Dolphins' high-powered offense a few weeks ago. Um, so has CJ seen that kind of defensive attack? Um, you know, he this might be a challenge for him for the first time. I mean, I mean, yes. I mean, hey, to be fair, Browns last week, that's the highest graded, quote unquote, number one defense in football. And he just ripped them to shreds. That's why the, I, I think of him so highly. I mean, the, I mean, it, there's just a way to put it. I think he can. It's just that he can do it. He can prove everyone wrong. He's making like smaller names like Brevin Jordan and, you know, like uh, like just guys like Robert Woods, like coming back up in the conversation because he's just throwing to everyone and he's getting the ball in everyone's hands and making plays with it. And that's why I think I don't think they're going to quite win. I still have the Ravens winning here. I'm not going to be crazy, but I, I think it's going to be very close game, closer than anyone would expect. Uh, I'll take the, the Ravens like like 35 to 30. All right. All right, let's move on to the final battle of the week, which is basically uh, Taylor Swift versus the ladies of the Bills Mafia. Uh, who's going to win this one? What do we got? I mean, obviously, this one, it's, it's, uh, it's going to be a good matchup. We've seen it before just a year or two ago. Uh, two years ago, I think it was with the Bills versus the Chiefs. I mean, that's always going to be a thriller. There's no doubt about it. That's one of the best games considered in football history, and then got ended to a coin flip. Well, guess what? This time, both teams are going to get a chance if it does come down to that in overtime. There's going to be no holding back. Both high-powered offenses: Mahomes, Josh Allen, two of the best in football as we know. And 
They have good teams around them. No more Tyreek for Kansas City is going to be interesting. But they still got the defenses, the offensive, the quarterbacks, the receivers. So I'll, I'm going to take the Bills in this one to win personally. I'm a, I think Josh Allen's going to get his uh, revenge from before, so you say it as not being able to win in that overtime loss two years ago. But, uh, yeah, I'm going to take the Bills in like a lower-scoring game because good defenses. Maybe like 27 to 20. All right. I mean, I guess I'm wondering too, like, you know, again, uh, Kelsey's been playing pretty well. Taylor's probably going to be there again. Is he going to pull something out of the hat just to impress his girlfriend? Or, you know, like uh, Josh Allen maybe, uh, you know, he's he's going to be on display. He's, you know, he's this is, you know, we always talk on this podcast about how if you want to be the best, you got to go through the best. And I think, you know, Josh has had a great, incredible three years, so years or so, but like, uh, he's got to beat Mahomes. He's got to, you know, he's got to, he's, he's got to take it to the next level. Frankly, he's got to go to a Super Bowl and win, I think, uh, to, to be mentioned now. Um, it's not enough now. He's no longer a rookie. Uh, he's, he's had some hard wins, some hard losses. Uh, it's time. Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, I, I, all I can say is I'm excited for these matchups, I think this is going to be shaping up to be one of the better playoffs we've seen. I know I took all the favorites, it seems like, but uh, they're all going to be close, and I'm sure I'll be wrong about one, so maybe even more. But, uh, I mean, all in all, it's a, it's been a great NFL season, I think most can agree. Uh, and I'm just excited for the playoffs to keep going. Yeah, sadly, I'm going to be on a work trip flying while the Lions are playing. So, But I, I'm guessing I'll be able to watch on the plane because um, there are only two games, so... Uh, they're probably going to stream it, but if not, uh, I'll don't tell me when we, when I land, I'll, I'll watch the game when I land and then I'll, oh, give, no. I'll give you a call. So we that's going to be pretty crazy. Yeah. It's All right. Hard. Well, there you go. Uh, did we, did we call a score for this? Did we call a score for what? I don't think we called Bill's this. game. Yeah. Bill's. I did call a score okay. for it. 27 to 20. Okay. Awesome. All right. So that's about it for this week's edition of, uh, old man in the G, uh, As always, rate us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're now on Spotify, and we're also on Stitcher Radio. Uh, If there's any podcast outlets where you don't see us and you'd like to, drop us a line, of course, and uh, we'll, we'll get it on there for you. See you next week. Let's go Lions.